Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. The volume. The Three and Out Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds, markets for the NBA, the NHL, college basketball, obviously the PGA Tour. Number one sportsbook, easy to use, safe and secure. Get your winnings fast. That's a key in under two hours. How do you beat that? It's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game, make it a little parlay. If you are new... Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Go Low Podcast, back at it again after the uh, Zurich Classic, which, you know... I thought it was going to be a little more exciting. Turned out I, it wasn't a great viewing experience. Uh, Xander, Patrick Cantlay won, which if you put two Ryder Cups in a team of two Ryder Cup members in a team event, they should win, and they kind of did easily. And the team that finished second was easily the second best team. Uh, I guess Hovland and Morikawa, but uh, yeah, so that not much to say there. A lot going on. You know, Tiger and Phil, now it looks like they're going to do the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, a lot of live golf. The Saudi thing is not only not going away, it's happening. Uh, We have some official news that 15 top 100 players in the world are joining up with Greg Norman and Mickelson and the live experience. Now, we don't have names yet, but it's pretty clear it's going to be the Westwoods, the Adam Scotts, the Kevin Nas, I think Kokrak. So I have a couple thoughts there. Jason Sobel, as I call him, Mr. Golf, joins us. Uh, we talk, we, we dive into some of those topics as well. So uh, yeah, go low pod. Also the Instagram account. Fire into those direct messages. Ask any golf question you would like. My golf game right now sucks. I need to go to the range a little later today and and, and work on some things. I am in shambles. But this is not about me. This is about professional golf. So again, go low pod, fire up in those DMs, get your question answers in the show. We separate my uh, my personal Instagram, mainly just life questions and football questions, and then we do the golf one that is just golf. You can do life ones there too. We, we, we can talk whatever we want. But I wanted to start with 
Tiger Phil looks like they're going to be in the PGA Championship. Obviously, Phil is the defending champion. And it looks like Tiger now is going to play all the majors, which is cool. Because let's face it, when he got in the car accident, you know, one, I think we thought he was going to die for a little bit. And then when we thought his leg was going to get amputated, we never thought we were going to see him again. So ever since we saw him with Charlie in the fall, it's just good to have him back. And if we get him four times a year for the next five or six years, that's incredible. I thought the Masters was just inspirational watching him. But I think the story is going to be Phil. He's obviously a defending champion. And it's now basically unofficially official. The dude's going to Saudi, the Saudi league. And he's going to be the star for the league. I mean, he is easily the front man. And they're going to own teams. Me and Sobel talk about this. The money that is a part of this league, every purse is $20 million. The final tournament, the winner, the group gets, I think, $16 million. The final purse is $50 million. The money is enormous. And here's the reality. And I, I try not to get on my moral high horse about things because I think it's so easy, especially with people and blue check marks on social media, Instagram and Twitter, love to pound their chest as a, as a morally superior person. I don't pretend to be uh, at all uh, because I understand that money usually is the deciding factor for the majority of humans when it comes to professional stuff. And the Bank of America, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, wherever you bank, will accept the Saudis' cash. (laughs) So the money is no different than the check you will get from the PGA Tour. Now, who you're getting it from, different, going into business with the Saudis. But here's a simple reality with Phil Mickelson. He could have easily gone off into the sunset after winning that PGA Championship, been a Ryder Cup captain, been a President Cup captain, been paid for till his dying days by Callaway, by the corporations like KPMG, Workday. Now, maybe those corporations changed, but he would have been on the payroll for major corporations forever. He would have made millions of dollars even long after he couldn't break 75. He would have maintained basically a retirement cash cow from these people on top of his own retirement from all the money he's made from the PGA Tour, which has the best retirement out of any of the professional sports leagues. Money was never going to be an issue for him long-term. But I've been told this about Phil. Obviously, a lot of people have read this and heard this. He always thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, which he's not the first and he won't be the last to have that, you know, I, I would say motto or be viewed with that kind of mindset. But I do think he is, for a guy that has achieved a lot, that there is there's a burning desire to always do more. And I actually think a lot of greats, successful people in any industry struggle to turn it off. They struggle to like, I know the word retirement gives me anxiety. Now, I I podcast, I talk about sports. I could do this forever. Phil can play golf literally till he can't walk. Phil's never thought about retirement. He probably hates that fucking word. But a lot of people that enjoy what they do don't ever plan on retirement. And listen, like, let's face it, Phil is a big picture thinker. He knows, like, he's no dummy. He was never going to make any more big money on the PGA Tour. Those days were over. The PGA Championship was somewhat of a one-off. Now, maybe he could compete at the Masters, but the week-in, week-out PGA tournaments, he was done. We literally saw it for the like four years leading up to his his major win. He was not very good. He was struggling to hang on. And the Champions Tour, which he played in a couple events, he kind of won easily. I would imagine that bored him. Now, I'm not... I Listen, he had so much money, he didn't need to do this. He had spent his entire life building up this reputation of being this good guy, being this corporate sponsor... And he had spent basically 30 years developing this. And he's thrown it away. Because once he does this, the sponsors are never coming back once he goes all in on the Saudis. But I do believe, deep down in his core, whether he's, you know, we're going to find out if he's right or wrong, he's a trailblazer here. Because as Adam Scott and Westwood and Kokrak and Naw and, and Poulter and you could Sergio, you, they might be has-beens, whatever, as they go and they make buku dollars, they make Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry money on a tour with not that much competition. Other people will eventually follow if this tour sustains. And here's a reality with the Saudis. They have an unlimited amount of money. Profit is not the end goal here. 
the goal is to promote positive pub for their government. So they don't give a shit. They can spend hundreds of millions to up to billions. I think Greg Norman said they have $3 billion. They're just going to blow through. They do not care. And so when people see these guys making stupid money, I think other people are going to follow. So maybe Phil, deep down to his core, thinks he's going to be a trailblazer here. And he's going to be a rich trailblazer. It's one thing when you blow a career on a startup that doesn't have that much money or doesn't have a future. He knows he's got the cash here. Now, whether you agree or disagree with it, like money is going to flow. Now, we could argue a guy that's made seven, eight, nine hundred million dollars with tons of money still coming. If he had just stayed on the status quo, why'd you need to do this? Phil's not a status quo guy. That's not the way he's wired. The reality is with Tiger and like he couldn't be bought. Well, yeah, he got bought back in 97. Tiger was worth like $500 million by the time he was 25 years old. Tiger's so fucking rich, it's stupid. Like, Phil's wealthy, Tiger blows that away. They're not even in the same ballpark. And they're the two richest golfers in the history of the sport. So I I do think it's going to be fascinating, but as you saw this weekend, like Cantley and Xander, here's why I think it's going to be a struggle to get the top 15, 20 American guys to come. They both made like a million and a half dollars winning that tournament. I, I say this all the time about the PGA Tour. We're going through this in the Bay Area with Debo Samuel. I think a big point of contention why Debo wants to trade, he doesn't want to live in the Bay Area. Don't totally blame him. I, I don't align with a lot of things around here either, especially when it comes to taxes. Debo's from the South. He didn't choose to live here. He was drafted. All these professional athletes in baseball, basketball, and football, unless you become a free agent, you don't get to determine where you live. You're constantly getting traded. Professional golf, you literally can live wherever you want. It's why the majority of the golfers all live in three or four states. Arizona, Nevada, Texas, and Florida. And some in Georgia, because a lot of them are from there. But I I, I bet 90% of the American guys live in those four or five states. They get to choose where they live. And then on top of that, they get to choose when they play. Now, unlike Saudi, it's harder to make money on the PGA Tour because you have to excel to get paid. If you're paying me $20 million a year to play for the Lakers, whether I play well, play poorly, get injured, it does not matter. I'm getting my money. If the 49ers pay me $7 million and it's guaranteed, I'm getting that money whether I catch a touchdown, sack the quarterback, break my leg. It doesn't matter. That's not the case with golf. So as if this money is truly, and these guys all talk to each other, you don't think if you were friendly with Sergio and he went and did this and then all of a sudden you're reading he just made $11 million? Scotty Scheffler has won four tournaments in basically like 60 days. He's made $10 million. Wait till one of these guys makes $10 million in like three tournaments and they don't even win it. It's going to open eyebrows. It's going to move the needle. And it'll be interesting to where this goes over the next couple of years. Because as I told Sobel, uh, a lot of us kind of danced on the grave of the live golf. A lot of us thought that it wasn't going to work and it would never come through. Well, whether house, I don't know where you're going to watch it, but it's not going away. It, it's happening. And I watched the 30 for 30 with Greg Norman. I highly recommend it. It's a fascinating watch. And I was thinking watching it like, you know, a big narrative is just with a casual guy. Remember when golfers were just fat asses? All the guys on the PGA Tour were just fat, lumpy guys that drank beer. And then you're watching the best players from like 1985 Early, even earlier than that, like the early 80s to the mid to late 90s, were Greg Norman and Nick Faldo. Those guys were like 6'4", 210, in good shape. I mean, Greg Norman still to this day looks fantastic. Now, watching that, I also had the take of like, you know Greg Norman's comp in modern day golf? Now, they are nothing alike. DJ feels very likable. But DJ and Greg Norman feel somewhat similar. Like when I look at DJ's career, it feels like he should have five majors. When you look at Greg Norman's career, he should have five or six majors. Greg Norman is like, I think, sixth or seventh all time in seconds in majors. Every other guy on that list, Jack Nicholas, Phil Mickelson, Sam Sneed, Tom Watson, all of them, six, seven plus majors. Yet Greg Norman's on that list with these guys only as the two. Now, part of it is he lost multiple majors 
multiple majors in extra holes on chippings. Obviously, the one to Larry Mize on hole 11, which is pretty nuts. And then in the PGA Championship, I think it was like 87 or 86. I forget the date. Forget to, even the guy that beat him. I don't even remember the name. But his career is pretty fascinating. It is a fantastic watch. It really is. Nick Faldo was a killer. He, I don't think he's very good on TV, but I'll never dispute or not acknowledge that he's one of the greatest championship golfers we've ever seen. The dude was elite. Like, the dude was a special, special player. Now, Greg Norman, a little like Phil, also thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Huge ego, big narcissist, all into himself. But it'll be interesting. Like, if he can get some big-name guys to go over the next couple years, and if the, if the checks are cashing, I promise you he will. Because money talks and shit walks. So, this live golf um, is just not going away. I don't really have many takes this on this Mexico Open this weekend. Uh, you know, I, I think it doesn't do that much for me. I might throw a little cash on Tagala, maybe a little on Woodland just because I've been riding them all year long. But I do think that it's going to... After the Masters, there's a little bit of a doldrums, I, I feel like, in the season. To me, next week, it starts picking up a little bit. Wells Fargo, uh, Rory's the defending champ. Then you got the Byron Nelson. Then you got the PGA Championship. Then just a couple weeks, you know, in early June, you got the Memorial. Then you have the U.S. Open. So I, I, I think we're going to start picking it back up, but no real take on uh, the Mexican Open. Step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can place their first PGA Tour bet risk-free, and if you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a range of betting options like outright winners, head-to-head matchups, nationality props, and so much more. And when you win, you'll get paid fast. So go low this summer and bet on the PGA Tour. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code COLIN to get your first bet risk-free, up to $1,000. Remember to use my promo code COLIN to get this special offer today. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana, or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. 
Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, back at it. An- another week after just a uh, an incredible, intense Zurich team event <laughs> that I can't imagine. Not everyone was locked into Cantlay and Xander. I mean, they should win. I mean, they're best pairing by far. But here with uh, my man, Jason Sobel, you can hear him every week. Sirius XM, Channel 92. Monday through Wednesday, 2 to 4 Eastern, Links and Locks podcast on the Action Network as well. Follow him on Twitter. He uh, tweets out his betting guide weekly. And we're not far away from uh, some big boy tournaments. So we're a nice little lead up here, Sobel. Yeah, we're getting there. I mean, maybe, and you know, I've said this throughout the last couple of days, but the PGA Tour really fixed the schedule. They had some, some major issues with the schedule a few years ago. I like the fact that the major championships are now streamlined. We've got Starting with the players, you call it a major, call it not a major. I say it's not a major in any case. It's a big event. That starts in March. Then we've got four straight months with a major championship. And then we end the season before football starts the way this was supposed to be 15 years ago, 16 years ago, when the thing first started. So they've gotten the big issues out of the way. Now we start kind of chipping away at like, there might be some little nitpicking here and there. And uh, this might be a week. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about Mexico Open, but there is nobody other than John Rahm in the field this week. And maybe start picking away and going, how can we fix sort of this time in between the major championships? What do we do? Does it need fixing or not? I gave this take actually a couple of weeks ago. I had some people shooting in my DMs thought I was crazy. I don't think the difference of being a player's champion and having a PGA championship, if it's just one, obviously if you win multiple, but just the one is that big of a gap relative to the Open, the U.S. Open, the Masters, depending on, you know, if you're from over there, obviously the Open's really important. If you're American, maybe the U.S. Open, the Masters is universal. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? I mean, I, are there some guys that would say the player is that big of a gap? Like Ricky's players and JT's PGA Championship. Do you, do you see a huge gap between those two wins? Uh, technically, no. Technically, the Players' Championship has a better field every year. And so 
you can argue that, hey, playing the same course every year, it's an iconic venue. We all know it because we see it every single March. And the fact that you're beating a better field every year, maybe it can mean more, but it's just the fact that we call the PGA Championship a major. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to associate it with something else. You, you run track and field, and you might beat a better field at the, I don't know, whatever games they have. I, I don't know yeah. track and field, whatever. They play the such and such games in New York City or whatever they do every single year. That might be a better field, and you've won a better event, and you feel better about beating that competition. But if you win a gold medal at the Olympics, that's all anyone's going to know you for. And so it's bigger than that. So I look at it the same way. It's major championship. Winning a major is bigger than winning the players, even if winning the players maybe takes a little bit more. Maybe there's a better field. Maybe there's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a little tougher to win on the same golf course every year. You know, that kind of stuff. Before we get into uh, the, this tournament this weekend, I, there was obviously some live stuff. But before that, Greg Norman had made some headlines of trying to get into the Open Championship. Obviously, the the rules for the Open Championship, even for a guy that has won it before, it, it, it the cutoff is 60 years old. He's 67, though he looks better than most people at like 38 right now. I don't know if I've seen some pictures. That guy is jacked. Uh, wh what was your take on just him trying to enter this? Was this Saudi, his golf league related to try to gain some momentum? Or is that he's just an egomaniac? I, look, I, I think it's maybe a combination of everything. Uh, Greg Norman likes the fact that Greg Norman's name is in the headlines at all times, and especially uh, during these times. And if this is going to give him a platform of seven days at St. Andrews, speaking with the media, talking about what he's doing, trying to get his message across to the masses and across to other players out there, then yeah, why wouldn't he try it? I, I don't necessarily blame him for trying. I agree with the RNA's decision to say, nah, look, we're, we've got enough of a circus going on. We've got the 150th Open Championship. We don't necessarily need you there uh, espousing all about the virtues of uh, playing golf for a, a Saudi Arabian government that's going to give these guys, by the way, just unbelievable amounts of money. I don't know, if, John, if you saw the report. No, we're going to get into that. I got, I got okay. a couple of thoughts I want to run I mean, by just, you. But yes, so great. Greg likes having Greg's name out there, and that's okay. I mean, look, if you're the CEO of a major golf tour, an aspiring major golf tour, you should want your name out there everywhere, and you should aspire to that, and you should be trying to do these things. But I, I don't disagree with the decision from the RNA to say no thanks anyway, though. If he hadn't been involved in this league and it just had never existed and they're just doing normal stuff and he was just mm -hmm. you know retired, hanging out, being rich, do you think they might have given in? Or would this have been because they've done certain things before, right? With Watson, yeah. Nicholas, I heard. I mean, if Tiger wanted to do something like this, I'm sure they would let him do it, right? It's a great question. Yeah, I, I would think that maybe. I don't know. I mean, uh, he Tom has won Watson, the tournament twice, right? Yeah. And, I mean, Tom Watson's done it before. Tom Watson's won it five times and almost won it at the age of 59. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think he's probably sort of the gold standard there. If Tom Watson came back and said, hey, I want to play they'd have to let him in before Greg Norman. And so I don't know where you draw the line on this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's, I think it's just hypothetical to say if the Saudi Arabian league, if the live golf investment league wasn't happening, would they let Greg in? It's a great question. I don't know if they let him in. Like I said, they got to let in Watson. Then they got to let in so-and-so then this guy. And then all of a sudden you're taking five spots away from players who theoretically could get themselves into contention for a claret jug. That's not necessarily what they want to do with their event either. So I don't have a great answer. For that. A lot of people, and, and honestly, probably including myself, <clears throat> danced on the grave of the live, the Saudi thing, you know, like a month ago. And now it was reported a day ago or a couple of days ago, I think it started with SI.com, that 15 top 100 players. Now it's been rumors, a lot of the older guys, but the numbers, like you said, 20 million purses per tournament, $50 million like at the end for the winner. I mean, it's just, it's like every week is the player's championship. You know, <clears throat> it sure feels like these old guys are going to do it and the money is, money's green and the bank, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, if you live in, Cal in, in America, is going to take the cash. Is this going to open the door big picture for years to come for maybe some of these younger guys and I Xander Cantley just made a ton of money in an easy turn. Like the, the top guys are making a ton of cash. 
But this feels like even a, another level of money potentially from a group of people that have an unlimited amount of cash. Look, it's definitely happening. It's happening. It's going to have players that we all know that we've watched on our TVs for years and years and years. So that, that it shouldn't be debated any longer. I think we know it's coming and it's coming very soon. It's coming in the next two months, the first event in June in London. And so we understand that part of it. The other part is, like you said, the money is unbelievable. So they announced yesterday $50 million to the winning winning team, or excuse me, $50 million purse for a 12-team, four-round, four-day team match play event at the end of October, the final weekend of October, where the winning team will get $16 million. That means if you're the D player on a team where you go, hey, I, I squeezed in with these other three guys who are pretty good players. I play the Asian tour normally. I, I make $212,000 a year over the last couple of years on average. I can make $4 million if my team wins this thing. That's a lot of money, John. And so these guys are just going to chase the money. If you had a buddy who said to you, hey, you know what? I, I'm thinking about working about a quarter as much as I'm working right now. You said, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. And then they said to you, well, yeah, yeah, but that's not the whole thing. I'm also going to get paid four times more. And you go, sign me up. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Now, we all understand the ethical and moral situation of going to play for what is essentially the Saudi Arabian government that is funding this tour. And you have to say, to yourself, but, but, but you know, a, a lot of those, a lot of the guys already do that, right. For that two week stretch around uh, the AT&T, they go over, it's a little different. I mean, you're it's not, different. but, but, but they are getting paid to play, right. The DJs and those guys that fly over. I, I think there's a difference between, Hey, I took a little one off and went and played an event over there. And I am a full fledged member of their golf tour. And this is where I fly my craft full time. They're my right? boss. It, there's a complete difference. Yes, exactly. They're essentially my boss. And you also wonder, I mean, if at some point uh, you say something to a, a reporter, you say something that you think is off the record that isn't necessarily in glowing terms about the Saudi Arabian government, uh, are you worried about certain things in your personal life? Hey, look, there, there's a lot of factors in here. Yes, money is a great thing. We all like money. We all want more money. And, and these guys can get more of it by playing in this, but at what cost? And there might be a, a serious cost to them at, at some point. We have no, absolutely no idea what the repercussions of something like that might be. But uh, yeah, undeniably, they're bringing a lot of money to this thing. It's going to happen. We're going to see bigger names. I would tell you, John, that um, I, I would guess a lot of international players over the age of 35 or 40 years old, and, and it's a lot of the names that uh, we could probably guess at here, like uh, Bob Howard reported for SportsIllustrated.com. Fifteen of the top hundred in the world have applied for a release to play in the first event in London in June, and I would expect that once players sort of get past this, and I think a lot of what's stopping some players is just the fact that I don't want to get crushed on my social the blowback. Media. Yeah, I don't want the public to hate me. I I like having fans. I like being. Uh, adored by some percentage of the golf fan population out there. And so let me wait until seven other guys have done it and they've gotten the blowback. And then I can say, okay, you know what? Now it's died down. People are kind of okay with it. Now I'm going to jump in. Let me let Phil Mickelson take the, take the fall for everybody here. I'm going to jump in a little bit later, get my money and not get as much of a blowback against me for it. You know, I mean, the one American name that feels it's been in the mix with all the international guys that feels likely to go beside Phil is Kokrak. Uh, and I mean, we'll find out eventually, but mm -hmm. he, he's injured right now with a unique golf injury. There's a hypothetical for you. If he had been healthy, you know, do you think the one young kind of superstar, do you, would you have expected Bryson to join this league if, if everything had been normal with his body? Or do you think the blowback... Even him being young, he has time on his side that he might have held back. What, wh where would you expected him to play this fall? I have no inside sources on this. I think that if you would ask me this question three months ago, I'd say, yeah, Bryson's all in. He's gone. He's going to go play in this tour. He's going to make boatloads of money because it's not just uh, it's not just what you earn in the events, but they're going to just pay these guys. They're going to sign a contract yeah. and they're going to pay them just to have their name on 
the billboards and have their name as part of the tour. He would so, have been the biggest name. I mean, besides Phil. He and Phil would have been the two biggest names, I think, in this thing. That said, look, Bryson, Bryson has a weird relationship with the public right now. Um, a lot of people don't like him, but Bryson, Bryson feeds off some adulation. Bryson thinks people really like him. He wants people to really like him. And, and so I think that if he goes and does this, it's you're sort of burning the house down. You're, you're sort of just saying, hey, look, you know what? I don't care about anything. I don't care about what anyone says. I'm just taking the money. And uh, you know what? Uh, money doesn't provide comfort over uh, the long haul of this thing. And I, I do think that Bryson wants to be loved by people. He wants to win big events. He, he wants that adulation from the public. And he's not going to get it if he joins this thing. And so right now, I'd say it's probably less than 50%. That Bryson goes all in doesn't mean he won't play an event here and there. Doesn't mean he won't take a check from them to do some sort of uh, work with them or play with them, whatever it might be. But to go all in and be a full-fledged member of that new tour, I, I'd put it at less than 50%. How does this impact either being a member as a, as a player or a captain in the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup moving forward, do you think? Uh, President's Cup, you're, you're out. Uh, you're just It's dead in the water. President's Cup is owned and run and governed by the PGA Tour itself. And so it's just like saying, hey, I'm not playing any more PGA Tour events. You're just, you're not going to be a part of it. So, so Phil's done as a captain and everything. You would certainly think so. Reading between the lines of what Davis Love said a couple of weeks ago, he was at the RBC Heritage at Harbortown. And Davis had a comment about, hey, we might have to do some restructuring, some reordering of things as far as captaincies down the line for the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup, and so uh, we've got to figure some things out. You read between the lines, it's not very subtle right there. He's essentially saying, Phil may never get this opportunity. We're kicking Phil out of the mix. It's and crazy. We've got to bypass him for some other people. I, again, you think about it, and you say, wow, that's a lot of money. You can't give up that kind of money, no matter what your ethical and moral decision is. And then you say, ah, oh, on the other side of it, Phil would have been a Ryder Cup captain at Beth Page. It would have been uh, the one of the greatest events of his life to be in front of the cameras and the microphones and be the decision maker and the team spokesman. He would have absolutely eaten up that atmosphere in the New York area. And now, and as we talk right now, I mean, look, uh, I'm looking at my watch right now. Things could change the next 20 minutes. Yeah. As they have moved so quickly on this entire story. But as of right now, I would say that's probably not happening. And that's a shame for Phil. And I, I hope Phil's comforted by the millions of dollars he will make off this thing because that's the trade-off that he's giving this. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool just at this last Ryder Cup seeing Phil being a big part of it as a vice captain, right? Yeah. I mean, he was just, him and Amy were just always in the background. And obviously, Phil, those guys leaning on him, it'd be pretty, I mean, it'd be like losing, you know, Peyton or Tom Brady from your, you know, I mean, it's a big deal to the sport of golf for Americans, right? To lose Phil as a member of all these things, especially for us golf nerds that love these team events. I mean, if Tom Brady was going to go into a career in coaching or being a general manager and having ha having his fingerprints on the game of football, being an announcer in the booth and, and sort of being somebody who's around the game and in the game for the next 20 years, and then all of a sudden said, you know what, I'm going to go take the money and go with the USFL instead because they're giving me lots of money and that's the only reason why, yeah, yeah it would feel a little cheapened, absolutely. Okay, let's let's dive into Mexico. Uh, doing a little recon, a little resort course looks looks cool. The field, you know, not not great. Uh, no. So the reason why John Rahm's got a uh, peak Tiger Woods like odds. Uh, in your piece, though, you have a guy that you know. I think this name has been in the mix for a while. He's he's just a really good young player in Aaron Wise, and, and to me, the odds at, at a tournament like this doesn't it make sense to go to the maybe thirty to eighty to one kind of that range odds and not take a guy really high. I love Gary Woodland, but I, I can't take Gary Woodland 20 to one to win a golf tournament. No, a lot of people, I mean, he's basically the the favorite of the uh, golf betting industry this week. And I, I like Gary. I have a little investment on Gary this week, but yeah, it's a very, very short number. Aaron Wise, my favorite play out there. I was hoping he would be a little bit longer. In fact, he was until Daniel Berger withdrew from this field on Monday afternoon. And that kind of changed some of the odds of guys just behind him. But I, I like Aaron Wise, Sebastian Munoz, who's finished between 21st and 39th in each of his last six starts, which means he's playing really good, not playing great, but against an inferior field, 
should have a better week results-wise against them. I like him a lot. Uh, if you're looking for value, and there's not a whole lot of value in a field where, uh, you know, basically everyone's squeezed in there. If, if you've ever won a golf tournament before, uh, you're going to have an insane number next to your name as opposed to most other weeks. But Sahith Digala, and we've talked about him here on the pod yeah. before. This kid, is, this kid is, he was all everything as an amateur, as a junior player, collegiate, at Pepperdine. I'm telling you, the next year, 18 months, he's going to be top 20 in the world, if not better. And so you're not going to get him at this price for much longer, especially in this type of field. I believe he's 80 to one right now going into the week. That's a huge number on a kid who's got as much talent as basically anyone who's not John Rahm in the field this week. It is kind of a bomber's paradise from what I do in a little research, just to kind yeah. of resort, just let it fly big fairways. And a guy like that could really take advantage if he's on, right? Exactly. So it's 7,450 yards, par 71. Sounds tough, especially if the wind starts blowing in off the ocean there. That said, what we found from the PGA Tour in the past, and especially at an event where they're trying to recruit some people for future events, this doesn't seem like it's a one-off. This seems like it's going to be on the schedule for a while. And so you don't want to beat these guys up. You don't want players to go to the next event. And when they see one of their peers on a practice round, in the pro-am, on the range, whatever, and the guy goes, oh, how was Mexico last week? Dude, it was brutal. Oh, my God. I got my butt kicked there. Yeah. Uh, it just it took forever to get there. It was a pain. All of a sudden, that guy goes, I'm out. I'm never playing that one. Thanks for the intel. What you want is the players to come back to the tour next week and say, dude, it was really easy to get there. The resort is awesome. The, the course was in immaculate condition, one of the most beautiful places I've been to. You've got to do it next year. And that's that's how you grow these things up. And so based on that, I would expect something in the low to mid-20s under par to be the winning score this week just because they're going to err on the side of caution when they set up this golf course. They are not going to try to beat these guys up. Just based on, look, we're doing it for the future good of the tournament. If we beat the guys up this week, we're not getting anybody in the future. And so we've got to at least make it a little bit easier and have guys raving about the golf course, the conditions and the service and everything else that you might get here. So we get more of them coming back in future years. I'll get you out of here on this. Do you think watching last week at all, it's success like that tournament? Cause to me, you watch it. I, I want to like it, but it just doesn't do that much for me. <laughs> John, it's one of these where in the days leading up to it, I, I can't tell you how many times on the radio show and podcast I do that. I said, man, I love this event. It's out of the box thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Two-man event, different format. It's fun. It's cool. It's relatable. We all play member guests, member members, and other two-man events. We, you know, we can relate to what they're doing. And then I got to the weekend, and granted, life got in the way, and I had some family things and other. I didn't watch any of it over I the weekend. I, I caught the highlights. And some of that has to do with Cantley and, and Xander running away with it a little bit, but yeah, it just doesn't quite have the juice. And so I don't have a great answer. Quite honestly, if last week had been, hey, it's just a 72-hole stroke play event, and we're going to have it, and we'll see who shows up, and I would be the first one railing against it saying, we need to think out of the box. We need to do something fun. Well, this is a great time to schedule have a two-man event where they have fun and they have a good time. So it's really difficult for me to play Monday morning quarterback and say, yeah, you know what? didn't really work because this is exactly what they should be doing. Yeah, what can true. they do differently to make it better? To get, just more get juice? more people to no play. Get, get better field. You know, get yeah. more Xander Cantlay matchup. You know, yeah. combinations. And it's hard. Easier said than done. Yeah. You know, DJ's getting married, and you know he doesn't have time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, thanks, Sobel. I, I can tell you, a whole lot of players were at that wedding too, and uh, and maybe that hurt the field. Uh, you know. Oh, there were a lot of players there. The field. Better strength the field at DJ and Paulina's wedding than there was at Zurich. <laughs> okay, thanks, Sobel. I will uh, talk to you next week and uh, enjoy the Mexican Open. All right, I'm going to go back to my mock draft now. I've got, like I said before we started this, I've got 19 different players going in the top 10 in my draft, so i, I got to figure this stuff out. No, no quarterbacks high. Stay away from the quarterbacks. I know. I know. I got it. <laughs> okay, see ya. Thanks, bud. Let's dive into... The Golo mailbag, Golopod. All you got to do is go to Golopod at Golopod. Go follow it. 
and uh, and shoot me a DM. And let's go see what our DMs say. Hey, John, big fan of the pod. Enjoy the golf talk. You've mentioned golfing in Phoenix, Scottsdale area. I was curious if you have any recs. We have Troon and TPC booked. Looking at Papago and Wildfire for 36 on Saturday. Uh, I haven't played those two. I, I played Weekapow, Weekapaw, Weekapole. I, I don't exactly know how to say it. Highly recommend it. Played 36. It's the only time in my life. I, I haven't played 36 holes in a day that many times. But it's the first time I've ever been drunk starting 18. Because you play 18, and if you start drinking on hole 9 of the first 18, then you have some cocktails at lunch. All of a sudden, you're like, I got a pretty good buzz going into hole, which would be the equivalent of 19. And by hole 27, you know, you're kind of sloshed. But I, I would, week of is is pretty sweet. So I, I definitely, uh, I recommend that thoroughly. How do you watch golf? Do you use golf TV? Been looking into it, and it doesn't look like ESPN Plus is available in Australia. If you use golf TV, is it worth it? What I do is I use ESPN Plus. So I watch ESPN Plus basically every tournament, Thursday, Friday, in the morning. You know, if I go work out Saturday, Sunday, take my iPad with me and watch it. Obviously, usually in the States, it comes on a golf channel. Uh, Usually for us about, you know, on the weekends, 10, 10 a.m., and on the weekdays, it just depends. Sometimes not till after lunch. So I, I, I've, I don't even know really honestly what golf TV is. I use I use ESPN Plus, which, you know, I can't recommend it enough. It's It's been really, really good. With the lockdown and working from home the last two years, your three and out podcast was great entertainment. Thank you. I'm a divorced 54-year-old uh, from Vancouver, British Columbia, who never golfed until I met my girlfriend a couple years ago. And she is a really, really good golfer. So I thought I better get my ass in gear and start playing. I agree. I was reasonably athletic and played lots of competitive sports in my younger years, but I have no idea how challenging golf is, but I'm hooked. I had no idea. Do you have any recommendations on golf instruction books I should read or who I should follow on YouTube or Instagram? Thanks again. Well, right now, for example, my balance is off. And my balance, I, I'm just, I'm not hitting the ball consistently because I'm coming out of my stance, like when I'm swinging. I'm way ahead of it. I'm way behind it. And I just typed in what I was doing to YouTube and I found countless videos that taught me different drills or just things to focus on. So whatever you're doing specifically, like if you're chunking it, if you're thinning it, if you're hitting bad slices, if you're hitting bad hooks, if whatever, just type it into YouTube. Beside Google, YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. Now, Google owns YouTube, but I I promise you, just type in specifically what you need and YouTube has it. I I can't recommend YouTube enough as a a teaching tool. I, I, I really can't. Pat Perez shoe collection only topped by a story journey to PGA 20 years and counting. You're right. He's right about being a... Benefactor of the Tiger Effect, thirty plus million in tour winnings. I, I I don't think it can be understated, or excuse me, overstated, how much money Tiger has made. Everybody, I, I I think basketball owes everything to Michael Jordan in terms of the cash, and you could say Larry and Magic too. Larry, Magic, and Michael brought all the cash. Tiger brought all the cash, all the money, because golf. You know, and I was a kid when Tiger was really coming on. It was niche. Anyone who had any athletic ability played baseball in the spring. They didn't play golf. Now when I see all these athletes loving golf, I'm like, that's really cool. That is something that did not happen when I was a kid. It wasn't even possible. And Tiger made it fun and cool. Now, just golf, you know, if as you get older, competitive juices... You know, you're not you're not playing pickup basketball at the Y when you're 43 years old because you don't want to tear an Achilles, right? There is no pickup football league. You could play, I guess, fat, fast pitch baseball, but I have a lot of friends that were college baseball players. None of them do that. So, and they all play golf. I think golf is is very uniquely suited for people that just one just want to get outside, want to do some activities, 
And then for the group of alphas that want to compete, want to gamble, want to enjoy themselves, want to have a few pops, right? Want to hang with the boys, want to socialize. We're social creatures. It's healthy. You know, no, no different than playing basketball. I used to love pickup basketball in my 20s. Can't afford to tear my ACL. You know, I don't I don't want to do that. I, and I, you know, I've never played pickup, you know, softball, but, you know, I, I think the older you get, the less likely you are to do that. I go out, I played golf on Saturday. There were old people everywhere playing golf, having the time of their life. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a great week. Adios. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.